Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my tapping girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? I'm much it's been a good week here. It is September 27th, 1997. You seem unsure. I'm not entirely sure, but it is around Stephen King's birthday, 1997. You know, you'd think that I lock you in like some kind of dark room and just, you know, keep you away from all things that tell time and date. Yes. Because you're always confused. Correct. <laughs> you lock me in a casino. There you go. No clocks or windows. <laughs> you pump oxygen into our, our house. There are worse places to be. That's true. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a good week. I, I don't have any news right now. I mean, nothing is really going on that much in the world. <laughs> Princess Diana is still dead. Oh my! <laughs> it's actually good news. I mean, you know, what? because because if she, if she wasn't still dead, then zombies would be you know roaming around the world. Sure. You don't think it would be weird if she died and then came back to life? Well, maybe, you know, we could have invented a time machine and she just didn't die. Sure. (laughs) I don't know. That'd be my first stop. I mean, no offense to the people's princess. (laughs) What would be your first stop? Hitler, right? Yeah, it'd be a good one. I think that's, that's everybody's, right? Right. I guess maybe Abraham Lincoln. There's an episode of... Uh... What about Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> like, what are you... Well, because you're talking about killing Hitler, and then you're like, or maybe Abraham Lincoln, but no. I don't think you mean that you want to kill him. Do you think that... Did you... Were you for a second worried that you <laughs> slipped into an alternate dimension where Abraham Lincoln was some murderous lunatic? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what did I miss? Why is he on the list? To save Abraham Lincoln. Oh, okay. (laughs) Jeez. There's a, or Kennedy, I guess, too, is another big one, right? Mm. There's an episode of the Twilight Zone where someone goes back in time and attempts to, to save Abraham Lincoln. Interesting. But it doesn't work. Well, because he's just fated to be dead? Essentially, yeah. I guess it's that it's that old thing where, like, if you, it's, it's time travel is very interesting subject to me. So yeah, me too. If I get lost in the weeds on this. I'm sorry, Uh-oh. but there's there's always the question of if t- time travel backwards is possible, then what if somebody went back in time and killed their grandfather, like before one of their parents was born? Yeah, it creates a paradox. Correct. Yeah, a pair of ducks. And so then what's the solution to that? Either time travel back in time is not possible or does it, is it impossible? I think that's the, I think that was the take of the Twilight Zone episode where it's like that thing already happened. So if you were going to save Abraham Lincoln, then he always would have been saved. Yeah. Like then he wouldn't have died in your history or whatever. But since he died, that means that it's not possible to save him. You always were going to fail, 
even though you were able to go back in time. Meaning that you can't actually change any past events. Hmm. Keeping the laws of causality, cause and effect, secure and in order. Interesting. And then there's a writer, I read his book, it came out like two years ago. He's a physicist, he wrote this book called Hyperspace, uh, I can't pronounce his name, a Japanese gentleman. Okay. Scientist and doctor. And he he theorizes that if you change an event in the past, it branches into a multiverse of different eventualities. That basically every decision point that any human being makes at any point branches into an infinite number of parallel universes. Wow. So you could go back and save Abraham Lincoln, but it wouldn't be your Abraham Lincoln you're saving. It would be somebody else's Abraham Lincoln in another universe. Who never died in the first place. Correct. You got it. Wow. So that's interesting. And like maybe even the topic for a different tape. But since this tape is about... uh, This tape's about soul soul food, food, (laughs) y'all. I think we should maybe move on. (laughs) I have a question. Hmm. So we went and saw soul food. Yes. Do you think... How do I... How do I ask this in the most sensitive way Uh-oh. possible? Is this movie for us? I mean, I assume it's for everyone. But is it, like, do you think, one, we're qualified to talk about this movie? No. I mean, we're not really qualified to talk about any movie. But are we qualified to speak on this movie? Or should there be two African-American people doing this tape right now there should be but there's not so we got to do the best we can and no i mean i don't think it was necessarily for us but it is also for everybody you know yeah the the i think the lessons and the themes of the movie are universal yeah to everybody so but but yeah i had that feeling watching this movie like knowing that we were going to have to talk about it. If we had just gone to the movie theater and saw this and we didn't make these tapes, uh-huh. then I it wouldn't have even occurred to me. I just would have enjoyed the movie, which I did anyway. Right. Spoilers, everyone. It's a very good movie. But if, but because we made this tape, it was in the back of my head, like, am I really, should I really be the one to be talking about this movie? Well, I mean, just, you know, while we're talking about it, everybody keep in mind that we're just, you know, some... White people who don't know anything right. <laughs> about anything yeah. when it comes to black culture. We're not well-versed on black culture. No. Although my what? aunt believes we have some black in my family. Because she wants to explain her hair, right? I mean... Essentially, yes. <laughs> that is correct. It's the mystery of, the mystery of my aunt's hair. <laughs> but yeah, that is correct. No, I, I don't. I don't there is a think fo- she's correct. There is a photograph of one of our, our one of our ancestors where I've seen the photograph, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that could be a, that could be a, you know, some sort of mix. Oh, okay. Person. So you, so you think that you do have some African American in you? Maybe I don't know. Wouldn't I mean, it- I like Newports. <laughs> 
<laughs> Me too. Wouldn't it be cool to be able to like find out somehow exactly like It would be awesome. Like what, what you, know, you were made of. Your ancestry is. Yeah. yeah, all the different people that made up you like from all the different parts of the world and yeah. stuff. That would yeah. be cool. I wonder if they'll ever come up with something like that. I would hope so. Some kind of science fiction shit. Right. <laughs> I doubt it. Cool. How would they even do it? I don't know. I mean, what about dino DNA, right? Like, look what they did with that in Jurassic Park. So I still don't fully get the whole DNA thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, well, that would be cool if one day uh, we could do something like that. If I do have any African-American ancestry, though, that still doesn't mean that I understand the struggle of the uh, right. African-American <laughs> people. For sure. Because I look white. Yes. And I'm mostly... Like, no matter what, I'm mostly white. Well, just like my uh, my little nephew is a, a quarter Mexican. True. And he does not look Mexican at all. No. And he won't know any of the struggles no. against uh, Hispanic people and Latin people. Right. No, he's he's pale and he freckles. <laughs> <laughs> he has red hair. <laughs> and, and he hates spicy food. <laughs> he would fit in so much better in England than Mexico. Yeah, seriously. All right, maybe Ireland, but I think even the Irish probably like more spice than he does. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Haggis. <laughs> Ew! Isn't that Scottish? Yeah, that's true. That is Scottish. Don't don't doesn't he have Scottish? Yes. Don't doesn't your family yes. have some Scottish yes. and I guess Irish heritage too? Yes. But yeah, Scottish and Irish. Yes. That's sheep stomach, right? Haggis. <sighs> gross I believe so. although like some soul food is kind of gross too chitlins <laughs> kind of like yeah, isn't you, that some things intestines that's pig intestine that's disgusting chitlin is pig intestine i've had chitlins before so soul food i guess before we get into the movie proper soul food is i mean i get it, it has a racial heritage obviously it and kind of as they explain in the movie when they were slaves, when they weren't free, it was a way to express themselves. But soul food is heavily influenced, obviously, by Southern cuisine. Right. Because of the forced captivity of black people in this country. Most of their the, their ancestors lived at one time or another in the South. Mm-hmm. And that Southern cuisine heavily influences this. Like the, I mean, yeah, fried chicken, I'm pretty sure. Almost all the breakfast stuff and chitlins is part of it. And I have family from New Orleans. I believe I've, for, from Louisiana. Mm. And yeah, New Orleans. And I believe uh, I've mentioned before that I, I visited them at one point. Mm-hmm. And I have had chitlins. Ugh. And they are awful. You couldn't get me to put that in my mouth. Like, knowing what well, it is. If I didn't know what it was, it'd be different. Because, like, I'll I'm try... Good at getting you to put the Hey, tea. now. I will try, you know, anything once, unless I know Almost. it's intestines. Yeah. Then I will not. Right. <laughs> well, there's hog maw, too, and stuff like that. What's that? That's, that's uh, pig stomach. Mm-mm. Any kind of organs, I think, are a no-no. Yeah, I've had foie gras before, which is like a highfalutin. Uh, it's not soul food at all, but that's that's goose liver. Yeah, I've had liver before too. I don't like it. I don't either. It's I ha- awful. But I've had. I haven't had liver proper. I've had liver pate, mm-hmm. and I had liver worst. Yep, which is kind of pate like. Yeah, I've had liver proper too. It's Ugh. fibrous and chewy. 
And it's uh, something you put hot sauce on it and everything. And I like hot sauce, but but so uh, the the whole point of what I was saying is I've had a lot of the soul food, and I like a lot of. I like mm-hmm. greens. I like uh, uh, grits. I like almost all the breakfast stuff. And I've had pig's feet before. I've had I've had uh, different stuff, but I the chitlins I tried once and. It's it's no good. Yeah, the only soul food I ever had is fried catfish. Mm-hmm. I guess fried chicken counts as soul food too. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's kind of an everybody chicken, food though. Right, like that's yeah. like Yeah, I always thought that was the stupidest like stereotype. Oh, black people love fried chicken. Yeah, they're alive. Everybody right? does. <laughs> everybody loves fried chicken. <laughs> they're human beings, aren't they? <laughs> um and sweet cornbread and macaroni and cheese. Yeah, well, cornbread yeah, cornbread's great. Only sweet cornbread, though, because I've had the salty kind of cornbread. I like both. And it's awful. Now, granted, I only had it once, cooked by one person, so maybe they just sucked at making it, but... Possibly. It was, like, all, like, it coated my mouth, you know? Like, it was just so dry and... Sounds like bad cornbread. Salty, salty, salty. Hush puppies. That's soul food? I mean, not really. It's more southern, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, maybe a little bit. I don't know. But macaroni and cheese, yeah. That's that's soul food, but only specific macaroni and cheese. Well, yeah. And I had no idea. And, like, then one day I had macaroni and cheese that was made by black people. It was so good. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I grew up on Kraft macaroni and cheese. It's just not right. No. Like, it's like this hidden Powdered secret cheese. gem that has been kept from us. Peach cobbler. <laughs> Peach cobbler is what like I like that, but I, I mean, is that soul food? I don't know. I it's southern. I mean, like yeah, I think that kind of counts as soul okay. food. I a lot of times, I mean, this isn't necessarily all soul food stuff, but I think of uh, Black Thanksgiving. You know, and how much better Black Thanksgiving is than White Thanksgiving. Well, that's when I had the macaroni and cheese. Like I, like you, <laughs> you said, the aforementioned macaroni and cheese, pe- uh, pecan pie. Yeah, pecan pie is amazing. Peach pie, peach cobbler, that kind of stuff. Pecan pie is, it's like, I don't know, it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> like, I actually had it in a hospital cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I didn't know what it was. It just looked good. And I started eating. I was like, oh, my God. Because it seems like it's just caramel in pie. Yeah. With some pecans on top of it. Essentially. I mean, it's more than that, obviously. But, I mean, I was just like, oh, my God. Is this just caramel pie? <laughs> like, I was just like, yeah, heaven. I mean, it, it kind yeah, it, it kind of is. Yeah. It, it, they make it with... Um, uh, corn syrup and and stuff. It's and it, 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 everything gets caramelized. So it's sort of the way it's made is kind of like the way you would make a candy apple. Mm-hmm. The the coating for a candy apple, but instead of adding fruit flavoring and stuff like that, you allow the sugar to caramelize. When they make because they use the same, it's sugar and and uh, corn syrup and and that kind of stuff. It's brought to a boil. Uh, but in, like I said, instead of just boiling it and then adding fruit flavoring while it's boiling and then taking it off the boil and using it to coat apples, instead of doing that, you allow the sugar to caramelize and then it becomes caramel. You know, it, it 
it gets it's essentially it is caramelized uh, pie. Hmm. I was right. Yeah, it's very good. I mean, it's it's a little bit more than that, but not a lot more than that. <laughs> and then the pecans. So, in this movie, soul food made, is what made me hungry. The whole movie. <laughs> it's like the movie just kind of takes place around it. Um, because they the do... The movie explains why most African-Americans have high blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but they do um, Sunday night dinner yeah. with their family. And I think that's so awesome. At Big Mama's. Yeah. Like, I wish that our family did stuff like that. Me too. But Maybe they don't. one day when we have children, we can start a tradition. One day... You know, your house could be Big Mama's house. <laughs> I don't want to be Big Mama, though. Why? Well, I mean, I don't not... want to be big, and I don't have diabetes, and I don't want to, uh, you know. Spoilers, everyone. <laughs> don't want to have to have your leg cut off. Yeah. But instead, you die. <sighs> anyway. It was a heavy movie, and not just the food. Yeah. I mean, it's it had some funny moments, but mostly it's just very... Fantastic cast. Yes. Vivica A. Fox. I believe the A stands for angelic. I don't know. Nia Long is in this as well as Bird. Vanessa Williams. Yep. The great Vanessa Williams as rich bitch. (laughs) What the hell was her name? Uh, Start with an L, I think. I can't Uh. remember. I'm so bad at this. And then some guys. Like, names are not my forte. The women definitely took center stage in this movie. Yeah, but, I mean, the guys, they were decently present. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they they were there. It's not like, like, waiting to exhale was, like, women. This is everybody. Okay. I don't know if I saw that. Uh, waiting to exhale. In that movie, uh, one of the ladies lights somebody's car on fire for cheating on her. It's nice. Cool. That does sound cool. <laughs> Don't get any ideas. Of course I won't. <laughs> well, you better not cheat on me. Too There's shy. a lot of that going on in this movie, too. Oh, yes. So it turns... Well, I don't know about a lot. I mean, kind of. So, like, okay, the movie kind of starts with the with dinner, Sure. And you're kind of learning about everybody's, like, different relationships and, you know, the dynamics and the history. And you find out that two of these three sisters do not get along mm-hmm. be- because yeah, because one of them um, was dating. Like, their parents had a rule that they had to bring one of their sisters with them on dates as a chaperone, which I it's think is weird. not a good idea, obviously. Well, uh <laughs> Yeah, I guess it turns out to not be a good idea. But, um, so, like, the oldest sister was dating this dude, and then the younger sister's with them roller skating, and she steals him. That's Vivica A. Fox. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it's Vivica A. Fox. No offense to Vanessa Williams, but the short hair. What? What? Okay. What? What? <laughs> what are you confused about? Or at the roller, like, he chooses Vivica Fox over Vanessa Williams. Okay. So I was saying, no offense, because Vanessa Williams... Is drop-dead gorgeous. Yeah, but Vivica Fox is Vivica Fox. I mean, you saw her, her uh, you know, rolling around on that roller rink. Why do you look at me like that? What the fuck? 
I just, I, I'm not Vanessa Williams' husband. I don't think that she's that much prettier. I don't. I, I think there was a lot more to it than that. What do you? Th- a lot more to it. Yeah, like person. Their personalities are so different. Yeah, their personalities in the backseat of that fucking car really <laughs> shined. Right? How well did they get to know each other? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so she actually catches her sleeping with her boyfriend, so that's definitely not good. No, but I feel really bad for Vanessa Williams' character throughout the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, but the narrator of the story, I'm Ed. These are his parents. That's true. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't think about that. He's telling a story about his parents fucking in the back of a car. Well, he didn't say it that way. No. <laughs> But yeah, he just says that his mama stole stole his daddy right out from under. But I mean, that's a weird story to have about your family. Like, oh yeah, my mom stole my dad from my aunt. Like, yeah, that is weird. You're right. So, um, this kid is very good in this movie too. Yeah, he's amazing. But like you said, he may not be a completely uh, reliable narrator. Yeah. Um, because there's certain times where. It, it seems like things maybe are fantastical the way they would be from a child's perspective. Sure. And, you know, he doesn't understand everything, which is why it's good that, you know, we're seeing it acted out also. Well, yeah, because we also see some stuff that he doesn't see. Mm-hmm. So it's not completely his perspective. That's true. He's narrating the movie, but not everything is from his own head. Yeah. Because we absolutely see Vanessa Williams' husband. <laughs> railing uh his cousin yeah so she this poor woman first she loses her boyfriend to her sister yeah 10 years ago or whatever yeah it's well it's their 11 year wedding anniversary so it's probably more like 12 years at least um but yeah so she's now she's married she has finished law school she's about to be a partner she's doing very well in her chosen profession and her husband's also a lawyer and he doesn't seem like he likes it very much because he wants to focus on his music career. He wants to focus on boys to men meets that <laughs> that one new band. What's the one boy band that's that's out right now? You know the is it the the Backstreet Boys? Sure. Um. Yeah. They they definitely seem like a boy band. Yeah, because it's like five dudes that all sing. <laughs> I mean, they're not boys. They're they're adults, but. But they're they're all singing. Yeah, they're not not playing instruments. One dude plays the the bass, and then the other guy, the the husband, plays the keyboards. Right. But oh, you, you know who it is too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I meant to point this out. So one of the producers of this movie is Babyface. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> From nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, I mean he's an actual musician, but yeah, he was on nine hundred two one zero, and I think I can't be sure because I don't remember exactly what he looks like but i think he's one of the the guys singing in this in this band which makes sense yeah that's that's cool because he is a singer but yeah so he wants to quit his job as a lawyer so that he can full-time focus on this music that's currently not making any money mm-hmm. but honestly i feel like she should be a little more supportive of that because it's what he's passionate about what he cares about and she probably makes enough money as a lawyer herself she's about to become partner like what does it matter well the thing is so they they definitely have enough money I yeah mean, that's a huge thing throughout the entire movie if you're like they'll just pay for it they'll just pay for it they have. <laughs> right that is that, that that would get kind of annoying 
yeah. someone with money. Yeah, well, like, she loans money to her sister to Bird. to Bird. Not the one that, that she did, the other one. Yes. She's kind of stuck in the middle between those two, but she loans money to her to open her hair salon. Right. Which is really nice. And is doing well. Mm-hmm. And then later, uh, what is it they wanted to pay for? Medical bills? They're just like, yeah, Big Mama's medical bills. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, well, you know, we figure you'll pay for it and we'll pay you back at Which, some point. I guess nobody ever pays them back, too. Yeah, well. It would seem that way. <laughs> so, but she, so Vanessa Williams acts kind of, I can see both sides of this. Because he talks about how, she's like, hey, there was a discrepancy in the bank. And he's like, yeah, I took $5,000 out of our bank account and book studio time for the band because we're going to make a CD. And then I'm thinking about quitting my job. Yeah. And doing this full time. And I was like, are you making any money at this? Like, you can't work and do this as a hobby. And then, like, if things start to take off, why do you need to quit your job? I don't It just seems, whole thing seems ridiculous. Which is basically what she says, too. She says it's a hobby. But, well, I mean, yeah, okay, whatever. And the thing is, like, if he's going to pursue this, this is a young man's pursuit. You know, don't you think? I don't know. I don't like to to do that, though. Like, I don't like to label things as, like, oh, you know, once you get to a certain age, you shouldn't do that shit anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. Let your dreams die. Life. Life is life, and as long as you're breathing, you can still do stuff. And, like, I mean, he could still be a musician. He's not going to be a rock star, but he could make money as a musician. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, he's like, hey, if I want to spend $5,000 of my money... On this, I can. And she goes, yeah, $31,121 of that money is yours. Like, she has it down to the fucking penny. That's crazy. How much is his and how much is hers? That speaks to a pretty big fissure in their relationship. Yeah. And he's like, we're getting separate accounts. It sounds like you already have separate accounts in her head anyway. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? She's, I like her character, but I also don't like her character. I don't like her character. I, I mean, like, she's not a bad person, but I wouldn't want to be friends with her. I wouldn't want to date her. Like, yeah. she's not, she's not warm. She's not fun. No. Like, there's not- I guess I should say I feel sympathy for her there character. There you go. <laughs> because so much bad happens to her throughout the movie. Yeah. But she also is the only one of them that, like, went to school and is successful and stuff. Yeah, but at the same time, she does rub that in everyone's face. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what what was her motivation, you know? know? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I don't know what her motivation was for, for doing that. Because it does kind of seem like she does just want to be like, fuck all of you all the time. Well, yeah, because so Big Mama has her, she, she... Burns her arm on the stove because she can't feel it because of the neuropathy from her diabetes. Right. And she's not eating right. She's eating too much soul food. And And not taking her insulin. So she goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, we need to cut your leg off because it's dead. Your leg is essentially dead tissue at this point. And it's going to get necrotic and it'll kill you because that's what happens. And so she doesn't want to, but, you know, they convince her to do it. She, during surgery, she has a stroke and she gets put on a ventilator. So she's in a coma, incapacitated. And Vanessa Williams' character wants to have a Sunday dinner. Mm-hmm. She's talking about doing the Sunday dinner and everything. 
No. Yeah. No, Bird. Okay, well, Bird was talking about it then. Because it was at the house. and Yeah, I think they were both talking about it. I okay. don't remember which one brought it up first. But basically, because I think it was Vanessa Williams. Or, I mean, I think it was uh, Vivica Fox, because they're the ones that get into a shouting match about it. Okay. I know Bird was, you know, part of it, too. Isn't she the one that did the actual cooking? Yeah. Okay. After what happens, happens, yeah. But, so, Vanessa Williams is like, no, I'm not having Sunday dinner. Fuck that. Fuck you all. Kind of thing. Yeah. She's like, I want to be here with Big Mom or whatever. And they're like, hey, this is what Big Mom would want. And she's like, I don't care. Yeah. So... They no one shows because they have this big argument. They get kicked out of the fucking hospital because they're arguing over her bed. Yeah, and they no one shows. Bird cooks the dinner. Nobody shows up. Yeah, it's sad. I felt bad for her because that's a lot of work. She put for a lot sure. of work into making all that food, and then her friends come over and they're like, "Oh, we see why nobody came. You can't cook just by looking at the food." That was mean. That was really low and mean. I don't remember that, but okay. Yeah, the next day when she finds her husband in the bathroom and oh, yeah. all that happens, yeah. she was unloading food onto the table in the kitchen. Oh, okay. And her friends are like, oh, that's why nobody came. You can't cook. Yeah, that's pretty pretty mean. Yeah. Nice friends, Bird. Right. But, like, Bird's story is she is married to a guy who just got out of jail. Len. Now. Or that that's happening at the very beginning of the movie. Actually, I think it's the wedding, even before yeah. the yeah. S- the soul food dinner thing. Yeah, the wedding is the beginning of the film, where he's dancing with a whore. <laughs> His like, ex girlfriend. Fuck was that? <laughs> that was awful. That was this this wedding was disorienting. Oh yeah, it was really weird. So like she's dancing, she's got dollar bills pinned all over her because they're doing that. You know, you pay the bride for a dance thing, which mm-hmm. I've never seen none, but I'd heard about it. Yeah. And um, her ex-boyfriend comes over to her and stuffs money in her cleavage of her wedding dress. Like, Mm -hmm. how rude and low and awful. For sure. Was he invited to this thing? Somebody invited him. I don't remember who, but. Like, what the fuck was that? And then, well, she's gone dealing with this with her friends, her sisters and everything. Her husband. Yeah. Her husband's out there just getting his freak on. <laughs> now, do you think he's do? Do you think he was doing that in response to what he saw, or do you do you think that's a completely separated event? Did we see him see it? No. Then I don't think he was responding to it. No, I think it was a separate event. Why on earth would you do this at your wedding? I don't like. Everyone is watching you. Yeah. And you have to know that somewhere deep down, (laughs) even if you wanted to. Why would you do this? One thing that seemed to be a bit of a theme in this movie was that the men are just being controlled by their dicks. Yeah, I guess. I mean, all of them at different points. Yeah, except for Vivica Fox's husband. Um, No, even him, because like you pointed out in the beginning, like he's supposed to be dating... Uh, Vanessa Williams, oh, yeah. and then the other one's prettier or whatever, I guess and that's true, you know, yeah. he just Better goes body. for her. It's the body, really. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like he's he's like the least like that, but yeah, he's still like that. Do you think that's a bit insulting to the men in the movie? 
I don't know. Are you insulted as a man? Not really, no. Do you think they do you think they lack agency because of that? I don't know. I mean The Reverend certainly Oh my was, god was led by his penis. Yeah, like I just I don't think that all men are quite that uh It was over the top. Yeah. But yeah, so this is a, a horrific display. And Big yeah. Mama's like sends the son, the kid, her grandson, the narrator. Mm-hmm. Go get go get Bird and tell her to fucking put her husband in check. Yeah. So when she comes back, he's dancing, but he's dancing with Big Mama. She solved it. But like he was literally lifting this woman's skirt up. Oh, it was. If you haven't seen the movie, why are you listening to this? First right. of all, but if you haven't seen the movie, it was so over the top. It was like I mean, it was it was like a porno. It was bad on the on the floor. It was very over the top. And then there's a scene shortly thereafter where somebody's having sex. Was it Bird and him? Yeah. And she's shoving her underwear in his mouth so yeah. he'll be quiet and stuff. It was like, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, because it's at the house, like in the bathroom with <laughs> the, the whole family there. It was really, uh, That's yeah. That's probably when the, the fish started swimming, huh? <laughs> probably. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so this wedding is, is atrocious. But Big Mama solves it. Now, here's the thing. Like you said... I don't think that would be, I don't think that situation would be over for me. No. I would never be okay about that ever again. Like, just being like, oh, okay, it's done. No, fuck that. Yeah, that's fucked up. I would, I would want to get a divorce. Like, if we get married Mm -hmm. and you're out there, like, feeling all over your Uh ex-girlfriend, it'd be done. All right, noted. Because it'd be humiliating. Yeah, I agree. I mean, more than anything else, I think that's what it is. It's just the humiliation. And if your ex comes and, and shoves money <laughs> in your cleavage. Are or, we going to charge people for a dance? I don't think so. Or gives or gives you a gold bracelet. Yeah, there's a lot of inappropriateness between the two of them. So we, we learn at the dinner that Lem is in jail because he came to help his brother or cousin, I think. Uh, he came to Chicago because this takes place in the Chicago land area, and ended up selling drugs essentially mm-hmm. to try to help him out financially, and got caught, and that's what he was in jail for. So he gets a job. He has a job, but he gets fired because he lied on his application about being a convicted felon, and they found out. It sucks. Like he he really struggles through this movie. And if yeah. if our introduction to his character hadn't been what it was, I probably would have felt more sorry for him. Right. But I started, you know, you kind of start out not liking him. Um, but he he goes to Kenny, that's Vivica A. Fox's husband, mm-hmm. and tells him what happened. And he's like, I don't know how I'm going to tell Bird. And he's like, Oh, don't tell her. Yeah. <laughs> they just agree that they that they can't tell uh, they can't tell her. Which is awful. Otherwise, he'll be he'll be labeled lazy. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say it. The look on your face. <laughs> I don't have that big of a percentage of black in my family tree, where I can get away with that. Don't worry. He used a word. I can't remember. I, it was an it was a word that started with an N. It was some kind of N word. 
But anyway, yeah, he uses a word that we're not going to say. But yeah, so they, they're like, oh, yeah, Only you can never. Movie, I believe. What? Only time in the movie, I believe. Yeah. That that word is used. I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, like, you can never tell your wife that you're not working. You can't tell a black woman that you don't have a job. That's what they say. Yeah. If you're I, a black man. I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I just, I just feel like if you're married, like, you should be able to talk to each other about shit. Well, as it turns out, she would have been kind of okay with it, I guess. Well, I mean, she tries to help him. Because she says, well, I'm making enough money at the mm-hmm. place that I open now that, you know, I can pay the bills and everything. And he's like, no, I'm yeah. a man and I can pay the bills. I'll find a job. So but before that happens, her ex comes into the beauty parlor. Well, I think she called him and asked him to come. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Before and, I, gives, yeah. and gives her the aforementioned gold bracelet. Yeah. He's like, I know you're accustomed to the finer things in life and your husband can't give them to you. So, you know, whenever you decide you need me, give me a call. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And she keeps the bracelet, which... Uh, yeah, she should not have done that. She should have given that back. And she should never speak to him again. Yeah. End of story. Like, that was an awful thing to say about her husband. And, and she, he's always going after her. Yeah. It's just no good. But she does not She does not do anywhere near enough to dissuade him. No. So then she decides to ask for his help to get her husband a job. Yeah. Which was so, so stupid. So he pulls some strings at a... It's it's like a place that he has experience at. It's a printing company where yeah, this guy works in marketing, I think. Yeah. And Lem, uh, I can't... The actor's name is Mackay. Mackay Pfeiffer. Mackay. Okay, Mackay Pfeiffer. Uh... He has experience with this because he knows how to use these machines and everything. And he gets praised at, at the job for doing a good job. Yeah, he seemed so happy and proud of himself. And then the asshole comes down from above wherever the fuck his office is. Mm-hmm. Starts talking about how he makes $80,000 a year and got to look out for, you know, other black guys and give give them hands and stuff. Just like he did with him. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I, I pulled some strings and got you hired here. You know, your 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 wife asked me to do that. You know, was he, he calls her cola? Yeah, because her body's like a Coca Cola bottle. Is that when he got punched? I don't remember at he, what point he lost his shit and punched him. So he when he said he said something like, "Man, back in the day, uh, your woman used to make all the guys or whatever go like, oh, you know, or I don't know something." Oh yeah, like. Like, like shaking up the Coke bottle or something. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah, that's when he punched him and kicked the shit out of him. And he deserved it. Oh yeah, he hits him in the fucking face with his tray, his lunch tray, and then starts kicking him and shit. Don't people pull him off? <laughs> yeah, well, so the- he gets fired. Yeah, obviously by the guy in marketing, which makes no sense. He's like, your job's done. I mean, I guess because he got him the job, he can take it away, whatever, sure. but... But then he comes down to his wife's beauty salon. Oh, this was bad. the door, which destroys the glass. Yeah, he slammed it so hard that the glass door shatters. Starts yelling at her. They go in the back. And no, they don't go in the back. He pulls her in the back. Yeah. 
he is very hands-on with her at this point, and I did not like that. He did shove her at one point. Mm-hmm. He didn't hit her, but he did shove her. Like, what do you... I wanted to ask you about that. Like, do you think that was too far? Yeah. And, like... He had enough time. If if this... If she was right there mm-hmm. in the lunchroom... Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever really excusable, but maybe I could sympathize a little bit if he, like, put his hands on her, shoved her a little bit or something like that. Didn't hit her, but did what he did, right? I could be like, okay, heat of the moment, I understand. He had a car ride from the wor- from his work to her place. Not saying he shouldn't have been fucking pissed, but he had that time period to cool down a little bit and be like, okay, I am... We absolutely need to have a fucking talk. I'm really pissed. But to control himself enough not to put his hands on her. Well, here's the thing, though. Doesn't he see the bracelet at that moment? I guess that's true. (laughs) Because that could have been what pushed him over the edge. But he says, you know, he's like, are you fucking him and all this stuff? And he's like, and she said, she said that all he wanted was to go to dinner. And she agreed to go to dinner with him. I mean, that's essentially a date. She agreed to a date with another guy. To get her husband a job. Yeah, I just, I don't, you know, like Vivica Fox explains it pretty pretty well later in the movie. Where she's like, yeah, you don't go to your ex to get your new husband a job, you know. Like, and she talks about taking his manhood away from Mm -hmm. him and all that stuff. And it's all, you know, correct. So, this poor guy, like... He thought that he had gotten this great job. He was so happy. Then he finds out all this bullshit. Finds out his wife agreed to go on a date with this asshole. Like they are broken up right now. I think because yeah, well, you he know, says, don't he says don't talk to me. Don't don't come near yeah. me or whatever. So he thinks his marriage is over. And so he goes to the bar. Now, for whatever fucking reason, uh, Vanessa Williams thinks that he hit. Well, because she was in the bathroom with the door locked, throwing up and crying. Right. And everybody heard all the commotion back there. So I think everybody just assumed that she got her ass beat. But she jumps to conclusions. Oh, yeah. Because if if she had just waited to see her, she has no marks on her body. Yeah. So, but anyway, so she assumes that. So they call a cousin. I guess... uh, Who spent even more time in prison than Lem. Right. I guess notable for being a, you know, a a gangster on the street or whatever. Right. But he he comes into the bar where Lem's at, drinking. He's like, yeah, we'll have whatever, two beers. He's like, this guy's paying. He's like, yeah, I'm not paying, motherfucker, or whatever. And then they push him like they're going to start beating the shit out of him and everything. Lem hits one of them and then pulls his gun out. Yeah, which we had seen earlier. Pulls his unregistered weapon out because he's a fucking felon. Right. And can't oh, can't have a, a, a permit to carry a weapon. And points at the guy's head to which the police are called. And he is hauled back into jail. The police just show up while he's got the gun pulled. Like... I'm, I don't bartender probably called the police. Mm. Oh, that is fast fucking uh, response time yeah. for uh, downtown Chicago. Right. Although, and they're like in front of a big window, so it's possible they could have just seen 
Yeah, maybe. Could have just been coming by, but yeah. So he ends up getting fucking arrested again. Mm-hmm. It's just like everything bad that could happen. I think it's a minimum like two year sentence, fucking felony, uh, unregistered firearm possession. So, and you can't blame him for pulling the gun either because these guys were about to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And he didn't deserve that. No. And in his mind, these were just two random fucking guys. Right. He had no idea what this was about. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's in jail. Then uh, she finds out she's pregnant. In Neil Long, yeah. Bird. Yeah. And so that's even more depressing. (laughs) Yeah. Daddy's going to be in prison for the first five years of your life. But somehow then Vanessa Williams' character manages to pull strings to get him out. Yeah, I have no idea. She's she's a lawyer. I guess she's a good one. But she calls someone in the DA's office and she's like, I need a favor. Somehow she got the charges dropped, essentially. I don't know what the fuck she had to do. I don't know who, who she had to take to dinner. Right. <laughs> whatever kind of fucking dance or bracelet she needed to do for that. <laughs> but somehow she got a convicted felon who's on parole caught with an unregistered weapon, probably with a defaced serial, and got those charges dropped. Yeah. And I mean, like, any kind of police contact is not good when yeah. you're on parole, I mean, that, let alone that. That's not the act of a lawyer. That's a, magi- a magic trick. Right. But she does it, and Lem is able to get out for the, the finale, the big the big Sunday dinner finale that we have. And it looks like they're going to actually be okay, him and Bird. And he gets his job back. I don't think that's, that would have happened. That's probably the most unrealistic thing that happens in the movie. Where they're like, oh, Eddie, the kid's like, Eddie got his job back. He's like, they they valued hard work or whatever. The hard work you did in stopping that fucking guy Steve. <laughs> like, he'd only been there for like a day or something. Like he Maybe everyone hated that guy secretly. There, that's possible. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so he gets his job back. So that's a happy ending for them. Yeah. And then, oh, my God. Okay, so there was a cousin in the beginning of the movie shows Faith. up. Yeah. And she goes to stay. She was working as a stripper. Yep. And she goes to stay with uh, Vanessa Williams and her husband, Kenny. Yeah. No. No. Kenny's, Kenny, Kenny's uh, Vivica Francis. Oh, no. Hers is, I think it starts with a B, I think. The boy band guy. Yeah. And, like, that's a bad idea. Right out of the gate. Yeah. Like, Big Mama should have invited her to stay there with her. Well, she had had a stroke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not at dinner. She, she thought she was going to stay with Big Mama, but then Big Mama had a stroke. Is that how that happened? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense because they have, like, no children, so they probably had the room. Well, yeah. They definitely have the room. <laughs> but she, of course, is, she wants to be a dancer, a real professional dancer. Mm-hmm. And because she has a passion for music and he has a passion for music, and neither one of them are nine to five gig type people. They, they get along. Yeah. And she gives him all the support and sympathetic ear and open vagina that, uh, <laughs> that his wife doesn't. Yeah. 
Yeah, you you uh, you called it right away. Oh yeah, I said this is this is not good. Mm-hmm. I could see the writing on the wall there. So I mean, like, there's a few different things that happen, but in the end, it's just you know they fuck. Yep. They in his studio, fuck. and his wife sees them, which is maybe the worst part. To find out that someone is cheating on you is one thing. Right. To see it with your Family member. I mean, just with your cousin. So visceral. Yeah. And she had the little boy with her. Luckily, he doesn't see it. Yeah. But so she had to keep her shit together. Mm-hmm. Like, in a different world, she shows up without that kid. She would have gone in there and killed somebody. Oh, right. Exactly. I'm sure. I mean, that probably well, saved their lives. She almost did. Yeah. <laughs> because later, when they're at the 11th anniversary party, at, at some point, she pulls a fucking knife and then goes after her husband and then sees the cousin, Faith, and starts to, like, she was going to kill her. Yeah. So they pulled her off of her. Yeah. And, I mean, can you blame her? So the whole family falls apart yeah. once Big Mama's put out a commission. And then the little boy goes to see her, and she ends up dying. She's like, hey... Just do me this one favor. Yeah, she wakes up from her coma just long enough. She's like, do me this one favor. Then she goes, ah, not quite long enough. Because <laughs> she never get to, got to say it. You know, I, I don't like how they handled the whole thing with Big, Big Mama. What? <laughs> Big Mama. It's easy for you to say. Because, like, she didn't want to get her leg cut off. Yeah, I know. It sucks. And they talk her into doing it, and then she has a stroke. But her leg's cut off now. And then she goes into a coma. She should have just been able to die, but they have her wake up and she knows her leg got cut off before she dies. I don't like that. Just let her either not have the surgery and have a stroke or whatever. But How do you know that she knew, though? Because she went into surgery to have the leg cut off. Yeah, but she doesn't know that the leg's cut off. I guess. Oh, he wasn't thinking about that. I don't know. I just didn't like it. Yeah, I, I understand. Big Mama got done wrong in this movie. <laughs> just let her just let her be without losing her leg. But so he interprets what she says to that everyone's gotta get back together for the, the Sunday dinner. Forty year tradition yeah. Sunday dinner because the whole family's fallen fucking apart. So he tells them all a big lie. <laughs> Which we've been told throughout the movie about all this money that Big Mama has stored. Which is ridiculous because she brings up several times it comes up that her husband had a gambling problem. And yeah. that she worked really hard to be able to like, you know, save the family because they almost lost the house. And it's not like these were people that had money. Well, I think it's I think the money's hidden because she didn't want him getting it. Because of the gambling problem. I think that's part of it. But also, they owned like three fucking businesses. They say at the beginning of the movie, that's one of the reasons why they think they had oh, the thing yeah. is because I can't remember if it was her husband or her father. I think it was Big Mama's father that owned three different businesses, like a barbershop, a, a pharmacy or whatever, like, you know, and like three businesses on this one street. And that that's part of where the money came right, from, right. I believe. But yeah, so there's a rumor that they have this money. Tell you what, it's a big fucking house for Chicago. Yeah. It's an expensive house. So Kenny says that she told him where the money is. Mm-hmm. Not Kenny. What the fuck's his name? His name is uh, 
Ahmed. Ahmed. Or something like that, that, but I don't think it is. It's like similar to Ahmed. Um, But yeah, so he tells everybody he knows where the money is, that she gave it to him, and if they help him, if they come, then he'll help them with whatever it is. Yeah, for the one, it's like money for the promotion of the CD. For the stripper, it's, I don't know, tassels. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, help for her. You know, for her dancing. Yeah. Like, everybody has something that they need or want that he's trying to entice them with the money. So that they all come. But he invites the stripper girl, Faith, Mm -hmm. and the husband, who the boy band husband, who are two people who I feel like should have been cut out at that point. Well, in his defense, I don't think he knows they cheated. Yeah. He never saw it. And... I don't think, like his mom said, I'm not I'm like, by the way, your uncle fucked your cousin. Right. So I'm, I'm, I don't think he knows. Yeah. I, but I mean, he saw the, he was at the party when, you know, she went after them with a knife. But uh, does he know why? <laughs> does it matter? Maybe for their own safety, don't invite them back. I, I don't true. know. <laughs> but anyway, so they, they all get together. And start cooking and everything. They make their their dinner. The reverend gets invited. I, I assume just with a promise of food. Is he and related the, to them, or is he just invited think, to stuff? I, I think he's just a local reverend who likes to be a lech and. Ugh, I don't like him. Like kiss on the uh, the sisters and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I guess so. gross. But anyway, so they all learn the true meaning of Christmas and family, <laughs> but. The we we left out one one vital part though. There's mm-hmm. an uncle, Uncle Pete. Yes. Who is suffering from some sort of dementia or mm-hmm. Alzheimer's disease and is just stuck in the room. And he never comes out of his room. So Vivica Vox is over there and he's basically saying, like, hey, you gotta take care of me now or whatever and she's like, you know, okay, I'll take care of you. So Which is actually a very touching scene. It was. Because he also thinks that she's a big mama. He he thinks... No. He thinks... He thinks that... Does he? Yes. She's a big mama? Okay. Yeah, he thinks he's talking to his big sister. Oh. And saying, you've got to take care of me now because daddy is gone. Gotcha. Okay. Which is why he's living in big mama's house. And then she's just like, yeah, I'll take care of you. And like she's like, just like, yeah, I'm going to step into that role now. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very touching. It... It was to me because I understood what was going on. <laughs> Touche. Anyway. So, so uh, she's like, oh, that's, you know, your surprise or whatever. He's up carrying his TV with him when he runs out and he drops it and it breaks and all the money is in there. The TV? She stored it in the TV. Weird. She hid it in the television. I didn't realize it was in the TV. Yeah. He even says she stored it in the one place she knew no one would look, Uncle Pete's TV. But he had it in a bit in like a suitcase or something. I thought he was like leaving with it. I think it was a small TV. Weird. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. He so, couldn't have been using the TV then. So, no, probably not. I mean, you couldn't have a TV full of money and then have it work. I don't know. I'm not a... <laughs> Not a TV engineer, <laughs> but they uh, they find the money and it solves some problems. 
I assume. I guess. Soothes over some things. And uh, they, you know, there's an epilogue basically where where they play, you know, a, a song. And the words appear, you know, what happens to each character. No, I'm just joking. What? But the, he says basically that uh, Vanessa Williams and her husband get divorced. Yeah. but he's, they should. But he still comes around sometimes. Why? What the fuck? For soul food. Yeah. So he's still showing up on Sundays to eat. Even Some though Sundays. he fucked Faith. Like, no. And, and then she's and now she's part of the family. Yeah, he's like, she's really part of the family now. Like, what? <laughs> These people should not be part of the family. Yeah, I, I agree. Faith should go somewhere far away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that part does not make sense. The divorce makes a lot of sense. So he should just be gone. They don't have kids together. If they had kids together, it would make some sense. Mm-hmm. But they don't. I mean, I guess they they were, I don't know, involved in this young boy's life together, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's basically the film. Yeah. But it was, I mean, it's a really good movie. It's, it's excellent. very yeah. heavy. It's kind yeah. of a hard watch at times. Yeah, at times, for sure. They deal with a lot of big issues. Uh, you know, the overarching thing, of course, is family. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, yeah, it was very good, I thought. And... Almost something that we could, you know, you could take a family to. We could have taken your niece and nephew <laughs> to if it wasn't for a few very graphic scenes of sex. Yeah, well, and I mean, like, too, like, there's, you know, a lot of violence, and I. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, mainly the sex, but there's a lot of things in it that make it not really a family friendly movie, but it yeah. should be because, like, like you said, like, the themes and stuff are. But yeah, it's it's a it's it's a heavy in a lot of places, but it is very heartwarming too, and I think eventually it it has a mostly happy ending. Yeah, I think it's a it's a happy ending, and you know, I mean, like everybody's family has some fucked up shit. Yeah, for sure. This family had some especially fucked up shit. Yeah, everyone's family has a, <laughs> someone that fucks one of the cousins. <laughs> Creepy uh, uncle and uh, right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's uh, I would recommend it. I say go out and see it. For sure. But that is the episode for this week. Carol, tell people stuff. So you can write us at latefee1994awl.com. Yes, .com. <laughs> Check out it's our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Mm-hmm. And share the tapes with your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.